Hey everybody, you're listening to the Combo Wombo Podcast. I'm Chip Monk, and with me as always in the Mr. Gimpy's imagination. The hell? <laughs> What's up, bro? You, you built me up, and then you dropped it like a ton of bricks, bro. Uh, yeah, we're all just existing God. in your imagination. In That's my a... imagination. Like, you're making me out to be the crazy person. <laughs> no, I'm, no. I'm not talking. The, the podcast this this whole time has just been me talking to myself, doing two just different been voices. me gaslighting you, like the long con, messing with Mr. Gibby's mind. Got it, got it. It doesn't even get uploaded. It's just, you're just like, oh, hey, people are listening. You know? <laughs> Numbers are up this week. Again, you're like, oh, nice, man. That's good. Can I see them? No, don't just, here's a chart. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like, how come when I Google image search this, it's like the same chart? You're like, yeah, you know, it's a popular, uh, that's how popular we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're the metric of success now on uh, the internet. That's awesome. That's awesome. If you type uh, in chart of success, this is a picture of you and me with the, a chart, pie chart. <laughs> <laughs> with Believe an arrow it. through it. it it's like this is you're using two different charts like yeah for sure for we sure. never took a statistics class wait <laughs> did you take a statistics class ever no i no, started no, no, no. one and i like quit halfway through i don't even know if it was offered anywhere i was honestly no like i was just busy with other real life shit yeah <laughs> i was just like i don't got Stop time for statistics dude. yeah I was uh, like, you know what? I'm I'm good. Uh, I I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory, right? Like a statistic, for, just in general, because yeah. you have like like things you're comparing against another, right? And you're like, and here's the stat. Like I don't know. I don't know. So is there more to that? Like, how, do you need a class was, to compare apples and oranges? Yeah, the first half of that class that I did attend uh, <laughs> was basically saying like, don't trust any stats, and like using more like critical thinking to like take apart, like how they present stuff to you because a lot of times it is presented in a a statistic about anything and make it good. And then like, it's like about wording and like how they show the numbers and stuff. So it like teaches you like how to cherry pick out like numbers and like uh, reverse engineer, like if you're being presented BS or not. And turns out like most stuff you're being presented is kind of BS. uh, so. So it's just, it's just teaching you how to, don't like trust critical, statistics critical, critical think uh, like the things that you're reading on the internet right check your sources yeah. things like that it's the same thing but a class re- revolving around n- aggregated numbers yeah and okay. like you know it's it okay. nice I, I would recommend probably taking that class if you have time bro you didn't even finish that class how are you gonna <laughs> recommend it it's like yeah i recommend that i didn't do it but yeah yeah you should yeah no, be no, nice don't to give do me that. don't give me that hey man <laughs> do as that. do as i said not as i do bro <laughs> now everybody's as busy as chip monk dude <laughs> speaking of busy what have you been up to lately brother how's how's life been oh, it's been not busy at all dude i've just been chilling <laughs> 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 no working out livid uh yeah. hitting the gym hitting the uh the bicycle uh just been playing battleground a lot just more battleground grinding that i don't even like this game it's keeping me from working on my own card game uh it's really <laughs> destroying my life slowly i don't know i blame uh the heart on the table for getting me back in that sauce dude yeah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's the horrible way drug <laughs> yeah dude he's like just try a little, little just try a little, little, battle- little battleground you're fine little. well there's no other like uh card games you can play with your buddy like it's just a chill casual game out there i don't know i'm sure there's other fun casual games that i mean we could pick up itself is basically uh um it's just video poker dude it's a slot machine turn 
TFT, right? Like turn-based tactic or whatever, like, right? Like, yeah, uh, like kind of like that mode and all of that. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, you know, what? there's a, one of the old Magic the Gathering games. I'm pretty sure the current ones do um, had two-headed monster as like a type where you can co-op against the buddy to go against the, like a powerful like person. I always thought that was fun. Uh, yeah. Professor and I did that a while back, um, like years ago. Honestly, now that I think about it, but I was like, if they could continue that, that was always a good time. I thought. Yeah, I believe they have that in the uh, Magic the Gathering online card game uh, as an option. There's no like phone app for it. Uh, Magic the Gathering doesn't even have a phone app that I could find. That's uh, not jank as fuck, I'm sure. Because I'm, I'm sure I, don't, so I, I saw stuff way. for like your like deck management and stuff. I didn't see anything like the proper game. Uh, okay. And they finally just launched that proper game like a few years back. And like I played a little bit of that. That was all right. Yeah. Uh, because I had a one buddy who was like super into Magic the Gathering, my old co-worker. Uh, sure. sure. Shout out to Jay. Uh, he made a bunch of money on the uh, the game Stonks, dude. He's like, I made 30K. I'm out, boys. And he quit his job. <laughs> and I was I like, made 30K? 30K. <laughs> yeah. Dude. He's like, he's like, this is it, boys. I made it. And I'm like, bro, you make more money working here, though. And he's like, that's ah, fine. I'll figure it out. <laughs> he's like, I'm taking the rest of this year off. He's that's like, he's like, I budgeted it out. He's like, I got like two because he's still living at home with his parents and he's like i could budget this out for like three years i'm out boys uh and i was like yeah all right all right, man. <laughs> all right you and i was like what buddy. are you gonna do when you get back he's like i could just work for my parents or whatever i don't know i'll figure it out i was like god bless you jay you you savage <laughs> you absolute that's, unit of a man that's hilarious uh but yeah he was deep in the laugh at, but not for a year jesus <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's uh you know whatever man it's different different strokes for different folks man true, true. Uh, but he was deep into magic so he got me playing the uh online game for a bit uh but he was a tournament player in real life and like uh, he's sure. pretty high level like he played like professionals in vegas and stuff like okay. uh so he got me looking at like uh deep into the the lore of magic and all this stuff dude and it yeah. goes deep bro they got books they got uh oh yeah tur- no, I, yeah tournaments dude important. they've they hate Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments and Pokemon <laughs> tournaments, dude. <laughs> That's really. I feel, easy. I feel uh, like for me with like the TCGs, uh, Magic would be what I would go back and play if I had any interest in throwing a bunch of money um, on useless crap, right? Like Car- I, pieces I, of cardboard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, I enjoyed the gameplay of Magic, right? I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I thought it was, you know, unique and easy to understand. But the strategy was huge. Um, cost of living in that game is gets ridiculous if you're actually into it. But you know, everyone yeah. has to have a hobby. You know, it's, yeah. it's different from you know playing poker versus playing Magic. You know, you're you're sitting around with a bunch of buddies and just you know playing a game that's, that's all it is but uh yeah you know, that's I, what heart of the the table was telling me uh him and his buddies were picking up the uh the actual cards and he yeah. said uh he was in about two hundred dollars now and i was like how much is it going to cost you to be competitive with your buddies because they're all taking it serious and he's probably like uh two three grand is what he was like estimating just to Right. to stay competitive because uh, well, i it's, guess it's like, nice if he does like the seasons like you're 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 locked to a certain sect of cards so that's better i yeah. feel if you're doing like the current like like you're on commander jack yeah. right now yeah 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 so i think that'd be easy but if he's doing like open uh, yeah for sure for sure seems like, it seems like they're open and it's just whatever dude so yeah yeah he's out there living it dude Okay. Okay. I mean, that's 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 fun. I, I think like kind of capturing the 
because really i think most of us uh will play like tcgs when we're younger right and a lot yeah. of people just kind of drop it when they get older uh some people still stick with it do tournaments and stuff or, or never stop but uh i feel it's one of those things where it's kind of like a flash in the pan for most people but i, I young like, man's for me, game for me it was magic and i remember magic fondly but i'm not gonna go back to it you it's know, like I, trying to be a, a professional footballer my dude <laughs> for sure it's a young sure. man's game <laughs> you have like the sure. the the limber mind the the, the stretching the the muscle building of potential, dude. You don't have none of that when you get old. You're just like, ah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's why I enjoy like like card roguelikes, like why I love to slay the spire so much. You know, to kind of scratch that like TCG itch that I want yeah. to play. Like I liked Hearthstone, you know, but I I just uh, realized I didn't really care for deck build deck building any longer, and I don't know why. I I think it, maybe I just kind of grew out of it, you know, grew out of the love for it. But it I becomes like a math in, problem, I dude. Like and <laughs> slay the spire, though, right? Where I'm like yeah. actively building my deck, and it's new. I, maybe maybe I should just do draft tournaments or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like new every time. I think that maybe that's what I'm into. Not yeah. not consistently honing like cards that everyone has. So maybe that's Har- like, Hearthstone has like a mode like that. Uh, like I, was, I think or whatever. Yeah, they have. I think it's like pub or something mode where it's like you just keep pulling like a draft mode like every okay. turn like you get to like new cards to add to your deck and uh that was yeah we played that for a while that was like what kept us into the game because like yeah i agree with you like the major deck building and like trying to get to like legendary was a fool's errand like oh you do it once and then like that's enough and like most of the time you're just looking up like how do i get to legendary like what are the deck i need and then like, you, you build that deck and then you just grind yeah, out the hours and shit, for sure yeah for sure and then yeah. you're just playing against other people who made other decks that they followed off some guide <laughs> so like the when you get up to like the top you know uh, under like 10 ranking it's just like a bunch of people who are like using the internet meta to try and beat each other in a game of rock paper scissors right. and like you're hoping like somebody messes up or does poor execution it's, it's right, not fun right. dude you're just like two spreadsheets against each other like uh, <laughs> yeah there's definitely like a, a a bit of novelty with like draft mode where you like you just get it like randomness and you try and on the fly uh build synergy with what you yeah, get so yeah yeah I, I i enjoy that a lot um you know and then that's so that's why i like uh turn-based strategy games kind of like also scratch that itch like uh like the xcoms uh you can go to like final fantasy tactics things like that where you know you have persistence across it so if you lose a person you lose it forever i think that adds like a layer of uh just anxiety to every move you do you're like this this could be this person's last fucking journey i hate that know? dude i can't do oh, it, dude. I, it dude. <laughs> I, I was playing uh i'm, I'm replaying through XCOM fire with, emblems uh, bro like i can't oh, dude. Yeah. i love it dude i, love it. <laughs> I can't even I'm, I'm replaying through uh xcom uh with my daughter and uh my wife who we we all built like like uh i I had everyone name all the characters right and we're seeing who who survives through the game or whatever uh uh, my my daughter's character uh is still alive uh my character died in the first like the third mission in a heroic moment to save the rest of the squad you know <laughs> always like, and it's always right. the best character so like you have to oh, like sacrifice point, yes. the best character yep, to yep, yep, yep. save a bunch of jabronis dude this is the yeah, worst it was, <laughs> it was it's so i think that game has i might i i play those those types of games so much off of stream or maybe i should stream those you know what i mean but like i I don't know. I, I enjoy like the like storytelling that you get from your own character like that. Uh, yeah. I remember in Fire Emblem uh, when that like 
the first one that came to the states you know like on the game boy uh game mm-hmm. Boy color uh or game boy advance i think uh like having the same character the entire game and doing whatever I could to keep this person alive. And I don't like power scum or save scum with it. I, right. I, I play those games as like, this is it. This is yep. it. You know, uh, I couldn't get past like the third mission, just the yeah. way my build was like, everyone kept getting wiped. And I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. I can't sacrifice. Like my, cause like the previous mission, like my best guy kind of sacrificed. And then like, I couldn't get past that. And I was just like, I'm too dumb for this game. I can't. <laughs> I'd have to like restart and like figure it out. Like I'm yeah. not good with the uh the strategy, the strategy I guess with this. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Speaking of which, I should get that fire emblem on the switch. I keep forgetting. Forgetting. I'm get too it. <laughs> I'm too obsessed with like min maxing and that like actively ah. works against you in that type of uh, yeah. game. Yeah. Like I, I think for me, like like macro the macro strategy of it works really well for me. Um yeah like uh the just a general on a field exactly exactly uh xcom chimera squad was like a faster pace to xcom where you're like busting into like like buildings and stuff you're you're like the the uh uh, swat team basically in the xcom universe which was fucking cool um that game was a a little faster paced than your normal xcoms but i I was enjoying the shit out of that so did they just bleed that franchise to death nah nah they're xcom i think they're very outside of xcom the bureau um you know they're very respectful to it um mm-hmm. and, and except for that game every game they've, they've come out with has been great like I, nice. I, i'm i'm fine with it uh that being said i got i just picked up phoenix point which is made by the original xcom developers um i haven't played it yet but i'm looking forward to it uh you know like i i hear it's a little more hardcore than xcom was and xcom's pretty like especially with mods xcom's pretty fucking hardcore you know yeah man like uh there's the forever war or whatever where you know it's like a completely persistent campaign that lasts, you know, i.e., forever. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll we'll see how Phoenix Point goes out. I've heard nothing but good things, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what I've been doing lately—that's funny that we kind of went into that. Uh, I got back into Command and Conquer. All right, um, I bought the, the OG the collection, o- the OG baby. Red, red Alert or uh, Generals. So I'm, play- I'm just pl- I'm just playing CNC, just pure right. CNC right now. I'm playing through the single player just because it's been so long, right? Did you buy and the original I, games or remakes? Or I bought the remaster. To, like, the, the, the remaster, the old games. No, no, no. Uh, the remaster. Up a DOS uh, emulator. Nah, the remaster came out uh, in 2020, maybe 2021. Uh, you I know it's it a legit it crack if it has like good uh, EDM <laughs> music playing. <laughs> right. So that's the thing. That's the thing, right? Because uh, it's shout out Intoxicated Fable. Him and I were talking about RTS game. Like we both miss RTS games, right? And yeah. neither of us had any interest to play like Age of Empires 4 at this moment. Um, we were both talking about, uh, we were thinking about getting back into StarCraft and stuff, but then we're like, nah, like if we're going to play online, it's going to be like rough because people who still play StarCraft have played it forever. They never quit. Yeah. You know, it's exactly. like getting into so, a Quake Arena so match, like, dude. I was like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do like a single player campaign or something. So I was going to do StarCraft. I got pretty far in Brood War. And then F- Fable goes, dude, remember Command and Conquer? Remember, he goes, remember Red Alert? I was like, fuck yeah, I remember Red Alert, dude. Yeah. And everyone was like, I was like, did you ever play the, the OGs? Like, there's just pure Command and Conquer? He goes, no, I haven't. And I was like, oh, dude, fucking Kane. He's like, oh, wait, yes, I have, and it's great. Right? Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, but I but I, I was more into Red Alert. It's like, dude, you got to play. They had, like, uh, professional wrestlers as actors in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic. So, it's um, amazing. I, FMV. I picked up, 
I picked up CNC for my birthday this past like winter sale, and I just never installed it because I was like one day. And um, I picked up a copy, or it was on uh, the humble sale, and I gave uh, Intoxicated Fable that copy. So him and mm-hmm. I have been. Do- he's doing the Nod campaign, and I'm doing the uh, GDI, and. It made me nostalgic for like well-crafted RTS campaigns that aren't just build a base, beat this, right? Like the like a fully fledged story. Because I feel the the RTSs that are coming out right now, like they're few and far between, but they're uninspired in their single player campaigns. You know, like yeah. there's one mission in Command and Conquer where a GDI where you have to load. You you just have to have to get like this nuclear material, right? You just have to steal it from a, a nod base. So you load up your your so uh, infantry units inside of APCs, and you fucking book it, drive it across the map, right? Like because yeah. remember, Tiberium hurts you, so you have to like drive over Tiberium. So if it, if like the infantry are there, it'll blow up, you know, and and kill and possibly kill you, and then you can't finish a mission. So you're just like booking it through these APCs, right? And then the other the nod soldiers are trying to kill you, so they're blowing up your APCs. If it gets blown up, the infantry pops out and you can fight um so just like navigating through that and grabbing that you know nuclear material it was a very short mission but it was so creative you know like yeah. you're doing an They're active like, uh, like gaming thing in an rts there was no building required in that mission it was just pure just fucking get up and go and fun and that that being said that's all kind of a lot of the missions in command and conquer are very they're not just pure RTS base building. You know, you have like objectives where you're attacking certain things, and and uh, I I miss that, dude. I I straight miss that. Like even something like uh, StarCraft, you know, a lot of especially like in the tail end of the game, a lot of it is just purely like like uh, you know base building, managing defenses, and then going for a specific point. And the story happens through cutscenes or like the end game micro managing, yeah. and stuff. Which don't get me wrong, StarCraft is one of the greatest games of all time for a fucking reason i love it but command and conquer always did things a little differently and that's a shout out to the old westwood devs dude because uh they definitely left their stamp on this on this genre and they are sorely missed the more i play cnc the, the more i'm like god damn this is so much fun dude what happened you know did a and lot then, with the yeah, very yeah. little <laughs> yeah it happened yeah. exactly exactly so so uh i'm gonna do the cnc campaign i'm gonna do the red alert campaign uh fable actually uh went on on uh origin and, and picked up the red alert collection so he has uh, red alert too he's really excited about doing yuri's revenge which you know yuri could control units and stuff he was very unique uh, yeah they started getting more into like the gimmick units at that point uh it wasn't as bad as but red alert like, was always like over the top though so yeah I, I get it you know i feel like uh generals is where they like jump the shark we're like they were just like their, their first ea game too yeah it was like their first foray into 3d but they like simplified and streamlined a lot of stuff, but all you had to do was like build the Goliath tanks and just steamroll everything. That was like the the strategy. The mid max is like build three Goliath tanks, win <laughs> as, as fast as you can. It's I not, love the generals, by the way. So it, it got yes, that was definitely a meta for a while, um, but it it uh, it got so much better balanced after the fact, dude. Because that was like what year or like three months in like that's kind of like the strat right three yeah. lights but uh yeah no it's and i never really mostly focus on playing the single players right now you know so uh, definitely like again they like stripped out a lot of stuff from the game yeah. especially going yeah. from like uh the red alert style uh mm-hmm. but it was also their first try at 3d uh so i don't know maybe it's because the ea acquisition that they got like such a bad rap for that game 
It wasn't. Oh, it's it's finally remembered now, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at the time, people hated that game, dude. It was like once they got bad reviews and everything. Like people are like, "This is horrible. It's the worst Command Conquer ever." And to be fair, at the time, it was. Uh, but like you got like that being said, like they had already created like such a high gold standard for the series. Like it's like oh yeah, it's like oh this isn't a ten. It's like an eight. You know, <laughs> it's like okay, well that's still right, really good. Right. They're like yeah, they got best they could do is like a B. You know, and like, all right, well, you know, C's average, so it's better than average. And like, yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah. So, so now, um, I, like, I loved Generals on release, right? Um, but now Generals is remembered very fondly. If people want a remake of it or like a sequel, um, you know, and and I think that uh, they only made one expansion for that, and I, I think like the Generals portion of that franchise can do more because uh, well, the one thing about Command and Conquer is you know they have. Einstein oh, traveling through time to assassinate well, that's Hitler. Alert. That's right. <laughs> so Red Alert was so fucking over the top that I want more of it and I want yeah. you to go nuts. You know, like you don't need to continue with the Red Alert franchise. I think that it's in a good spot where it ended story wise. This give me more wacky shit in a different era. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like I enjoy the give us a new uh, timeline, a different mm-hmm. timeline. I'll be fine yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what comes of it. But I got to say, like, my. Day, daytime has been spent uh playing some some command and conquer man and i am having a blast so all right, all right. that's just out there doing, man. blasting cnc man yeah dude, you got any, exactly. uh, the music work? the music's so fucking good dude <laughs> any any yeah we talked about that a little bit before the podcast i guess they added the like video game scores to like the grammy was now yeah for like yeah, awards yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah you get a grammy Maybe for can... baller video game soundtrack so yeah it makes sense they do like a lot of i mean there's just composing music like it's nothing yeah it's it's too crazy about there it there is no different to to in in terms of like like music acumen and making video game soundtrack or making like orchestral or you know pop music things like that or movie soundtracks music, or movie yeah. soundtracks yeah it's all music man like yeah. I, I i feel like gaming music is and like movie soundtracks or whatever are pretty much you know hand in hand you know in yeah. terms of that and then gaming music a lot of times you have to make like uh incidental music or whatever like something that flows into each other so it's 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 more like uh like a uh, orchestral or like broadway comp- composed like soundtrack right because you have to like flow yeah. into another thing a lot of the times you know you can't have something super disjointed yeah and you have to like uh have things that can layer on top of each other mm-hmm. based on like actions so it's like an interactive uh music that uh the users the composer of so it's like if they're moving like faster whatever you can increase tempo or if they stop yep. you can slow it down and, and all that nonsense but yeah it's, it's definitely a skill set and you know very underappreciated for a long time but a, long, uh, a really long time and uh like a couple of video game like composers have gotten their their recognition uh nobu Ometsu, um for example you know final fantasy all that um you know uh uh the orchestral the one-winged angel orchestral yep (laughs) yep yep, seem to go around dude it's hideki naganuma um jet set radio um ollie king all that he also got recognized you know he's basically like where umetsu is probably like the uh classical influenced guy in gaming right Hideki Naganuma is basically the daft punk of gaming, you know, like the Jet Grind Radio, Jet Set Radio, uh, Ali King. Um, uh, He did the soundtrack for Air Gear, the anime as well, which was fantastic soundtrack. So, you know, he he, he, he gets recognized a lot too. So, you know, good shit, man. I remember seeing something where they're like 
looking at old composers for like the NES and like all of them just like have regular like salary man jobs now in Japan because like it wasn't like they like they all went like unaccredited like back then and they're like just whoever they could find is like some you know college kid that plays music and they're like here come up with like this uh soundtrack that everybody recognizes now forever and they're like yeah all right I can do that I guess (laughs) and and now they just like work as a salary dude so it's crazy yeah they went from being unaccredited to like now winning awards man yeah start start from the bottom now they're here and and and, uh you know previously too like in the in that era like i'll even go like genesis era like you know michael jackson famously worked on sonic the hedgehog 3 right and sonic and knuckles um he didn't want to be credited because he didn't like the quality of the sound chip but he still loved the games and still you know contributed to it so i i think that even even then you know like like musicians were appreciative of the art form so it's yeah. it's it's a it's a great it's a great thing man and i think that that you like you said they're they're up for grammys and stuff i think that you know a lot of people will say awards don't mean anything but i i view awards as recognition for work you know um by yeah. by like the general public or a lot of the times like i actually don't know who the grammys are decided by it's not by their peers right it's just by like journalism or something I have no idea. Yeah, I haven't watched a Grammy sure. ever, dude. Not once. Yeah, yeah. Because, because, like, like if you look at acting, like the Academy is like a group of Academy Awards is like a, a group of people who decide this, right? The 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 yeah. Academy. Um, it's usually like a bunch Globes, of old dudes. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> Golden Globes are decided by other actors. So, like in my mind, like like yes, the Academy Awards is like, like the top of the top because it's it's industry recognition, right? But Golden Globes is your peers. Those are your peers voting for you as the best actor. So I. There's, I can't remember if, if the Grammys like that. I think I think Grammys publications. I think, um, I don't know if there's like a peer re- like uh, vote in music, but uh, I think I think one, I think in terms of like if you're creating something, that uh, a peer vote would be better. Um, that's why looking at the game awards and stuff, it's typically journalism that'll vote for that. I think yeah. uh, other developers voting for other games would be more, you know, meaningful. Uh, yes, I'd, I'd rather sorry. I'd rather you know be recognized by my peers than by an outside source. That's that's my thought. <clears throat> so many hands on deck though with like uh, something as big as like a video game. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe if you just like have like the directors or like the uh, designers vote instead of like the entire studio. Or I guess the whole studio. I mean, we have the internet now. It's not yeah. impossible to tally tens of thousands of votes by people. <laughs> Seems yeah. very easy to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Barely just, the, just food for thought in the future of, of award ceremonies. You know, I, I, I think that's that's something that you know people overlook. You know, because uh, you're, everyone's working and they're putting your nose to your grass. So, and when you're when you're in the creative field, you know, like everyone only, cast one Dogecoin into the fountain. <laughs> you're only right, right for your Witcher, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the coin for your Witcher. Um, I think when you're you're putting your nose to your grass so and you're just releasing games, you know. Uh, you have like your review score and then you have like the, like the fan access. But um, one of the things that I love talking or reading about or seeing about in like old, like GDC talks or like postmortem stuff are games. Other developers are playing, you know, like, yeah. uh, like I absolutely love when developers are like, Oh, I'm playing the shit out of this game. Like when wow was big, a lot of developers were like, yeah, this game had to be delayed because we were playing wow too much. You know, I thought that was fucking too amazing. Good. You know, it's, <laughs> Uh, people and, and I think it humanizes uh, the AAA space more too because uh, let's be honest, at some point, pe- like we have general fandom going, going, oh, why not? They, why don't they fix this fucking game? You know, at the end of the day, we're all people. 
You know, yeah. we'll have so, so like, many, oh, but you're getting paid millions of dollars. No, one person's yeah. getting paid millions of dollars for this. Everyone else gets like a normal ass salary, dude. Like, let's be yeah. honest. You know, so, so I think yeah, we'll I humanize think it a little more, and I think we could. People have no understanding of like how budgets work, how much like these video games actually cost to make. Like, it's uh, I mean, like they're paying legit composers and stuff, dude. Like, this shit's not free. <laughs> like, they're bringing in an orchestral like three hundred piece arrangement of like people who are all also professionals. They need to get paid, dude. Like. It's uh, it's wild. It's wild that people are just like, I don't understand why it's not free. Just do it. Just make this for free, dude. Yeah, it's also difficult because, uh, you know, I I know people don't like like paid for DLC and stuff, right? But it's kind of like the industry we're in. Um, uh, but traditionally, when you are supporting a game past the release life, if that game's not selling anymore, but it has like a big like community that are still playing it but no one's buying it anymore that game still would die back in the day right it would just be supported by fans afterwards um so is like, that where things are going or is everyone just going to be on patreon for the developers it's going it's going to be like the uh yandere simulator where the guy just <laughs> makes like five grand a month or whatever to work on his game god i hope not but you know it's 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 one of those things where where the dlc does support for the development of the game um um and i and i get that and i get that um because if you look at life cycles of games like people like let's look at quake 3 right uh quake 3 doesn't have any monetization outside of buying quake 3 how you would how you would support the development of the game of, of a base game was you you would release an expansion right like like quake 3 had team arena um you know and uh and Team Arena sold fine, but it was a reason to continue continue supporting base Quake. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like Team Arena has pretty much been kind of forgotten. Honestly, uh, I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought the team modes were great, but Quake was people were more into like the one v one, the death matches, like you know, um, like team play. While there and while had a, has a good group of fans, it. It's not Quake's focus, you know. Yeah. Um, even with Team Arena being there, um, so you would, you know, release an expansion. You could. It's a different time, game. bro. You know, like <laughs> Half Half Life. You know, uh, the mods kind of kept that alive. Like, like OG Half Life's like uh, before now they're they're releasing patches or whatever for moderns modernization purposes. But uh, before then, like they were done with that game and they were working on the next, and they're they're making money to support that game by licensing out the engine and um, having other de other devs, Gearbox most famously, working on expansions to continually support the OG game. So you know, they developers need to find creative ways to make money to support their baby anyway, because uh, before before the game's released, how do you how do you make money? How are you how are you supporting this? Right? I like how you're That's dancing around. Uh, just not wanting to talk about the NFTs, dude. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm getting you're, you're talking about everything, but like how like the horrible monetization schemes that uh, the history of uh, devs trying to get any kind of money for their games, and like most of the studios they were you've even touched on went out of business uh, or got bought out eventually. You know, like it, they now they still exist, but not as they on, did. what Ed and Valve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, Valve's not it, really making games anymore, bro. Like, sure they come out with like a game, but like that's not what they do anymore. They just they just chill. With Steam being their platform for everything, yeah, so, they just make money on Steam, bro. Like they, they, you know, they not, just made the Steam Deck that's <laughs> that we both talked about last week. Yeah, I mean that's not a video game, bro. That's like a video game platform. Half Life Alex two years ago. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh huh. The game they made, you know, 
Sure. I think, how often do studios make games, though? Outside of, like, Activision, how often is, is a new game coming out? I don't know, like every four or five years. Okay. So two years ago, Half-Life Alex came out. Uh, five years ago, Left 4 Dead 2 came out. I mean, two years you know, before there's... that. Two years before that, Pet Portal Two came out. Like, like every, every like people are like, Valve I mean, doesn't make games. It takes time to make games, man. I think people are. I are mean, Steam's so big, bro. Uh, right. The the team that made like Left for Dead was like a team that they acquired, and then they left yeah, to make like that. Yeah, and then they made like a new game, and you know, so it's like Evolve. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess like if you buy up a game studio and they finish up the game they're working on, I guess that counts as you. Like, where does it stop? them from being a studio to being a publisher of other people's games. Cause like they've done that with like a lot of like their old games, like uh, all the mods from half-life that came out. Right. Where they're oh, like, yeah, they Oh, bought, somebody... they bought the mod team for counter-strike for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, but like that wasn't developed by them though, but you would still put that as a steam game. Right. You'd be like, Oh, steam made this oh, valve game. Yeah. Valve. Um, not the OG. Well, actually, yeah, 1.6 was the retail release. That's what people play. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Do we know that it came from modders? Of course. Of course. Right. Team Fortress came from modders. Team Fortress was originally a Quake mod, dude. Valve bought them. You know you know who didn't buy them? Who should have? Id. Id could have right. had, like, the Team Fortress money, but, you know, Valve did, and, you know, Team Fortress Classic came out, and, uh, you know, like, the rest is history. I think that, uh, you know... I thought Valve was doing great work because um, when I was a kid, like paying like these games, like I was playing mods more than I was playing the OG game, you know, like uh, I thought paying the modder was a cool thing that that they did. And Epic did that as well. Or Epic. Yeah, they did that as well with Unreal, like Killing Floor, uh, Alien Swarm, all those guys. Actually, the Alien Swarm people, Valve paid, but you know, <laughs> Valve was really big at uh, acquiring popular mod modders from other games and then just going, yeah. hey, use the Source engine instead. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it worked. Uh, that being said, NFTs, the NFT games, uh, I don't like it. Non-fungible like tokens. I don't, I don't like it at all because uh, they're trying to publishers are trying to say nfts are a value add how how does it add any yeah. value to the game that you're playing i don't see it i i think it's a um outside of the publisher how is it a value add for the consumer you know i, I think it's it's just it's just mobile gaming coming to the masses you know on pc yeah. on console i don't see any pluses for it um i i, I feel I, like i think the current dlc model is fine and i think like uh it's like, just gotta keep to expansions is that just me <laughs> i don't know I, I feel like they gotta keep relearning the same lesson because this is exactly what uh the diablo game did when they had their open auction house uh like and then they realized it was such a terrible move uh, to have they had to close it down after like a year and a half they're like oh yeah turns out this actually ruins our game by like shifting the balance shifting how like uh people perceive content that we put out shifting how uh you know just the amount of back-end transactions of people canceling payments for things so you have to like deal with like all these like uh refunds with digital items which is a, a nightmare to deal with with your yeah. server but i don't know maybe the you know nft ledger helps fix a lot of that stuff but i don't i don't it know because it still makes your game pay to win at that point though I, well it, i think it also just makes things way harder as well because a lot of people will 
do like spoof crypto scams and then people realize it. So they'll cancel the transaction, but the money stuck at the other end of the ledger and that person can't access that money. Like either party can't at that point. Right. So like the next time that person comes on, it's like, ideally the money reverses back, but if they never come back on, it's just kind of stuck in like a weird limbo. So now you're going to have like all these like digital items in an auction house. Yeah. yeah, That are just going to be like stuck in a digital limbo. So the buyer is going to be pissed. The seller is going to be even more pissed. (laughs) Like, like nobody wins in that uh, scenario as like a, a digital ledger marketplace of like trading goods. Uh, and you know, that's also just assuming malicious intent by, uh, one of the parties, right? Like either, the well, buyer or the seller. Right. And let's be honest. New, whenever you monetize anything, uh, maliciousness just follows. You know, it's, yeah. I, I don't want to say it's human nature, but it's societal nature. You know, like people want to make a buck. Um, people are like trying to, anyway, you know, can. scam uh, duping items mm-hmm. all the time, right? That's like one of the first things people do when like a new. Dupe uh, your item, sell to a person. Yeah. Server gets wiped, your dupe is fucking gone. Yeah. Yeah. Any, yeah. So. It's like you just look for those exploits. Uh, the community does in general whenever there's like a, a digital marketplace with online auction housing. So, you know, you're really hoping for an infallible system <laughs> at a certain point. So, the what I'm trying to get to at this point is like the end consumer doesn't really benefit at all from some sort of uh, NFT ledger for their digital goods. That being said, I don't think publishers have that in mind even, right? Like, I think they just want to be the auction house. They're just selling you their goods that they're making that you won't be able to trade with other people. They're like, you buy like a funny hat and it's an NFT, bro. Isn't that neat? And it's on your account. And it's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So also like the underlying thing here, right, is publishers are looking at, at making money any way they can because there's going to be a service fee for doing these transactions and guess who gets the service fee the publisher you know that's yeah, that's like the main thing get like, a little uh, taste off the top bro exactly exactly um they they looked at publishers are looking at valve when they created steam and you know let's be honest steam was a shit show when it first launched right it's steam horrible, was fucking dude. terrible you can't even play fucking half-life half-life 2 for like a good week I never the, even you had to authenticate the Steam servers. It was too too fucking overloaded. That uh, you know, I remember when Half Life Two first came out. I bought it on Steam. The servers were too fucking overloaded. I ended up pirating it just so I could play the fucking game because it didn't have the online uh, check. You know, yeah, man, always um, online. I was against it. I was like six or seven years. I waited till I finally caved and got Steam. Uh, that's like about how long it took them to figure out like all the bugs in that service was like almost 10 years. Uh, and they, yeah, I remember people being upset. They're like, Oh, you're not going to own any of your own video games anymore. You always have to be online to play. Nobody's going to want to do this. This is going to be terrible. What happens if the server goes down? What happens like if I want to sell my games? Uh, and, Oh, they address some of those problems, and you just kind of much all of them actually. Yeah, you're like, just kind of hoping that they're not yeah. uh, that they're too big to fail at this point. Like uh, they can't right. go down ever. Uh, right. Which you know, all right, right it's right. kind of wishful thinking. Their private company at any point they could just terminate their service. <laughs> Maybe like Gabe could We're like done. just throw it. Yeah, Gabe takes a dagger and throws it at the dartboard. He's like, shut down the service. It's done. <laughs> He's like, what? You're like, yeah, I'm done. That I'm taking my. The- 
biggest like fuck you move of all time where i'd yeah. actually kind of respect it because i have over a thousand games on steam right not yeah. obviously not all of them installed or whatever like he goes all right we're done like the fucking just servers are gone just <laughs> Just this done, uninstalls off your desktop. It would be the ultimate supervillain move, and I'd have to respect it, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It went straight supervillain. He's just like, read the TOS. I could shut this down at any time, and this is any time. Yeah. Yeah. Now I hope he does it, dude. Jumps on Blue Origin with Bezos, and they're they're sitting up in our space laughing, smoking his cigars. Right, right, right. It's like, look at them peasants <laughs> isn't it weird like not to get off topic but isn't it weird like these big uh uh big like m- main programmers for these studios uh valve with gabe newell uh id with john carmack uh got into like the space game right isn't that like a yeah. little like what the fuck's going on here uh i don't know like, i think john when you Carm- get into john high carmack level and gabe with vr yeah. and then they're both like like they put uh gabe put noam chomsky from uh uh uh, left for dead and other valve games uh, he actually made a real one and put it on like a blue origin capsule and then sent it to space the, it might have been might not have been blue origin but he you know sent it to space so there, there's that there's john carmack who's a fucking legitimate rocket scientist you know yeah <laughs> just making, making fucking space shit uh, they both got into vr they both like are interested in space shit it's 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 one of those things where i'm like hmm interesting i know? think it's just part of the the ultimate human endeavor is to become like a multi-planetary species uh, to get off this rock. If you start thinking that these guys always are looking to the future, it just seems like at some point uh, we're going to leave this planet or at least, you know, try to build bases on other planets. So like we almost have to, uh, but you know, if you go out far enough, like there's an ultimate heat death of the universe, so it doesn't matter. But like the exploration, <laughs> it's the journey along the way, man, not the destination. Right. Uh, right. So I, I think like there's uh, ideas of like peace as well with that, where it's like once we get off this planet, you're gonna like all these petty bullshit problems are gonna seem just ridiculous in hindsight. Right. Uh, because right now you could say that a lot of conflicts happen because of lack of resources. And guess what, man? There's infinite resources out in space. So why don't we try and pool our strengths together and work toward that? Uh, so I, I get it. I think you also have like too much money at a certain point too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, I don't know, what can I do? Like, you know, I've already done everything here earthly. Why not uh, try and find some Martians to fuck? <laughs> so that's what they're really out here. They're like, find me some amoebas or some shit, dude. Get a bit of test tube. I want a vat of uh, Martian amoebas. Give me the VR goggles. Sounds like a a boy scenario where you just, you know, fucking an inanimate object or an amoeba. You know what I mean? All right. There's too much money, too much time. They got to start looking to space, dude, to fulfill. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, uh, on that note, I get it, man. Like, I don't, I wouldn't go out to outer space. What about you, man? Would you go? Oh, hell yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. That's my, that's, uh, my, la- my big bucket list item. I want to go to space. And I want a hundred thousand dollars. I know. I know. Yeah. It's, you do it for a 100 K easily. I don't need to go to the moon or anything. I just want to go out of our atmosphere and come back. I think they already have that with the, the Virgin lines where they do like the high yeah. altitude, the dips. No, no, I, I don't want, think it's, I don't want high altitude. I don't want like this, the zero G, but we're the, still in atmosphere. I want to be in actual fucking space, you know, outer space. Yeah. I want to do a loop around the world and then I want to come back. All right. 
Yeah, that's that's that is my ultimate. You know, would you go to Mars? Mm, no, I don't think so. No, uh, like basically, it's a one way trip too. They'll send you yeah, out. Well, yeah, it's a one, basically a one way trip, but also it seems like a really long bus ride. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like public yeah, transportation. Dude. I don't want to be on this fucking uh, ship with a bunch of other fucking assholes. You know what I mean? Like, You'll be a pioneer, bro. Nah, I'm not interested in that. I just want to be in space and back. Uh, if you really you know, think my- about it, is it any crazier than people coming over in like the 16 and 1700s, like on a ship, like elbow to elbow, 12 uh, deep on a bunk, dude? Like, Yeah, not at all. Uh, it's not any different. You know? Was it like a six, eight month trip? Just horrible. Every, like half the people will die from scurvy along the way, dude. <laughs> like, right, it's right, like right, a right. Oregon trail to space, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I thought there wasn't like a, well, I guess the, yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't down to like four months or something like that. If you took like a certain channel, but, uh, but yeah, dude, I, I think that, uh, uh, there's no difference in it. And I, I just don't want to be that pioneer, but uh, you know, my, my, my bucket list items are, you know, skydiving also space travel would be great. Um, so space travel is right. obviously monetarily that's, you know, ridiculous for most people. Um, but if I ever get the opportunity, jumping on it immediately, you know, skydiving's mm-hmm. up next. Skydiving will, will happen. Um, my, my wife's terrified of me skydiving. So I, I told her, okay, well, when one of the kids are like a teenager, I'm taking them, one of them up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whichever yeah. one wants to go. So we'll see. We'll see. But it'd be fun, but, man. Seems, seems possible. Uh, for me, dude, two chicks at the same time. As far as bucket list items go, <laughs> I'm not interested like, in space. Get that, you know, what I mean, it is... you would think, you know, but no, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a you know, it's a work in progress. Figure it out. You just need to hang around I was circle, walking home, dude. This uh, guy approached me. He's like, "Hey, man, I got an iPhone. You trying to buy this iPhone? It's a new iPhone. It's unlocked." And I was like, "Nah, man, I'm good." I was like, literally holding my phone in my hands, like, "I got, I got a phone, bro. Leave me alone." He's like, "Oh, come on, man. You got kids? You got kids?" I was like, "Nah, nah, I don't got any kids, bro." He's like, "Oh, you ain't got no bitches, bro." And I was like, <laughs> bro, "Come on, come on, bro. He yeah, you didn't call me out on the street." I was like, "How dare you, sir?" And I just kept walking. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, bro. On that note, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, before, I, before I, I wrap up the combo, um, I, I just uh, later at time of recording in about shit in about three hours, um, the Xbox Bethesda game showcase is happening. Uh, oh. I know we're you know we're going to see some more stuff with Starfield. Do you have any predictions on what we're going to see from them? I'd like to hear about some sort of Halo update that will magically fix the game, but uh, you know. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, no, nah, I think just more online stuff. I feel it's just going to be like, oh, this is coming to streaming, and this is also remember these old games for you know the Xbox. Now they're yeah. on the new Xbox. You can play streaming now, and you know we'll yeah. probably add over a hundred games to the but digital they, library front. But they have true backwards compatibility already. I feel. I yeah. Feel, I don't know. Yeah, but I think like with the studio acquisitions, they probably mm-hmm. have an open. Uh, more of those library licenses up so they can just flip the switch and kick those games onto the, the cloud. So yeah. I, I think they could be like, oh, we have, you know, 10 games and we're going to have another 10 every month for, you know, the next 30 months, 300 more titles. They've been low key just releasing everything. It's whatever anything goes on Game Pass, it's also cloud as well. Yeah. You know, so I, I think it's already happened. I think they're just doing it so it's where it's a norm kind of a thing. 
Where, where with Sony, you're just like, oh fuck, I can only play this on like over the internet. This sucks. With Xbox, it's just an option, you know, like yeah. you download it or play it on online. And I know you, you've been just been playing shit online, right? You haven't yeah. even downloaded shit, so yeah, it's been it all right. Working all right. I downloaded for Forza. Forza is great. I think their Azure platform is just much better than anything else being offered. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they've so had seamless. <laughs> they've had all the time of the internet to build out the infrastructure at that Microsoft company. Uh, whereas Sony <laughs> like, doesn't have nearly the, uh, you know, servers and penetration. Like, yeah. yeah, man, people forget like, uh, League of legends had to spend like some crazy amount. I think it was like three or $4 billion to build out like their internet infrastructure, their matchmaking and stuff used to be horrible. Uh, and they figured it out that they just had to pour a ton of money to build out like legit, uh, data centers to, uh, create matchmaking and it's like not even sending a ton well, of data they rented right they have their own now but at the start they rented um, yeah space, right yeah and then like when you rent out those servers like they scale up you know they 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 claim you'd be like oh unlimited scaling but nah bro like when you hit like you know 100 million com- like concurrent peak okay. users yeah. yeah like shit starts breaking and right. like those servers aren't your servers so it's like they're not going to fix your problems they don't care uh right so yeah sony i'm sure is also probably renting out some stuff or whatever like i'm sure they own a lot of stuff i mean they owned sony online which was like a huge mmorpg platform for years but they sold off a lot of those ips and those data centers who know like they updated them what like in 2008 dude <laughs> you know so they're yeah. like they're just like oh this is fine we can run things at 720p at ip like like creativity right like can you think of an seo game that was that had like mainstream and appeal uh no Planet but they were always maybe? kind of Planet like probably the biggest yeah they're always like number two they had like a lot of number yeah. uh two stuff like they did like the dc online game they were like the back end for that mm. and planet side i want to say they had like some other fun i want to say they had like heroes that game as well oh uh yeah um, city like, heroes I, yeah, yeah, yeah like if you look at like their wiki no, i'm sure I thought, like i thought that was a uh, uh, nexon though City is it nexon i'm thinking of i, th- I, I think know. we'll have to anyway. check anyway yeah yeah, that's a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i were edited i was just reminiscing about sony online dude right, uh right. yeah uh, my microsoft predictions are just probably more cloud stuff being announced uh here's here's mine <clears throat> um we'll get elder scrolls 6 gameplay today all right wow and uh we will see something new from id related to the doom universe how dare you dude this is the most generic norstradamus over here dude we'll see we'll see if they announce something new to do with doom all right you know i think we're gonna see a bunch of hot trailers uh from the unreal 5 engine where you're like oh my god this is next gen but they're just trailers and uh you know when the games come out they'll be kind of Oh my gosh, this is Unreal 5. This is going to be we'll awesome. See. We'll see. We'll All right, see, bro. man. <laughs> On that GG. Note, GG. This has been the Combo Wombo Podcast. Like, share, subscribe. I'm two Mr. chicks. <laughs> Chipmunk. <laughs> say two chicks. <laughs> Peace. Good luck on your journey, Chip. <laughs> we out. <laughs>